Just... Hello, hello. This will also be good too because whenever you're like chewing, you won't have like all up in the microphone. But if that does happen to happen, I'll probably cut it out. Okay, good. I can edit it out right. so you don't got to worry about me. Like, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, so I think almost everything's recording now. Now everything is recording. Uh, there was a really good moment in there, Brian, about making funny noises. So make sure you get that in the end result. That's a note to myself. I hope so. It is. It's a note <laughs> to myself and a note to everybody. So, hey, without further ado, I'm just going to do this and we'll fucking get into it. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. As always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. And maybe a little something extra this week. We'll see how it goes. For those of you uh, watching on the uh, on the internet, you may notice there is a plethora of food and hot sauces in front of us today. And you may also notice that I'm joined by my friend, Shy Kennedy of the band Whorehound and Descendants of Crom Music Festival. Make some noise to the internet, Shy. Some of you may have caught Shy on the show last year. She is a repeat guest, but today we are here mainly focused to promote this really cool thing that's happening. Descendants of Crom, three motherfuckers. Today is August 21st. This festival is one month away. <laughs> I just, I'm just already smelling all the hot sauces in front of us, and I'm just like, woo. It's the fumes. The fumes, the fumes are making your boy a little silly. Blame everything on so, the fumes. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're here to talk about the festival, so I don't know why I'm doing all the talking. Why don't you... Tell the people what you want to say about this fucking thing. Um, well, we've got the date range covered. It's uh, September 20th through the 22nd. <laughs> uh, the first night is just like an evening at Howler's. Uh, that's up in Bloomfield. Um, five bands are playing that night. And then the rest of the time um, is at Cativo all day, all night, both days, uh, Saturday, Sunday. And we have about 15 bands playing each night. Uh, tic- tickets are available online now. Um, you can get single day, multi day passes, uh, whatever you can fit in your schedule. I suggest, of course, the whole weekend. Absolutely. And what kind of music is this? Um, everything heavy underground music. Uh, everything that uh, gets your blood boiling, gets you excited. A lot of riff, riff heavy bands. Yeah. Uh, we're mixing it up this year. I have a couple punk bands, uh, like a more hardcore type feel to it, uh, and I have. I have a death metal band playing. I've never yeah. done that before. Uh, are we talking about Riparian? We are talking about Riparian. Oh, shout outs to Riparian, friends of the show. Friends of everybody. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Just all around sweethearts. Them scary death metal boys in Riparian. Down right? by the river. <laughs> Lou has the thickest ginger accent on the planet. Um. Yeah. For somebody his age. I've never actually picked up on that because I'm so used to yeah, it. it yeah, but yeah. he does have a thick one. Uh huh. It's it's it's. There's not too many people his age range that have it. So, yeah, he's holding on to something, something fierce there. <laughs> so we got a lot of uh, you know, spicy Satan wings to get through today. So we're kind of going to be tackling both of these things. So starting on this first sauce, going to keep it nice and light. You want to tell the people what this is? This is get let sweet potato habanero. 
Yeah, sweet potato habanero. By a soothsayer. So, as we're at the beginning of the lineup here, we may have chatted about this the last time that we talked, but for people that are new to the conversation of us and Descendants of Crom, as we eat this first wing, let's talk about the beginning of Descendants of Crom. Okay. What specifically would you like to know? Why did you start it? What made you feel like it was necessary? These are probably tough to eat, huh? Mm. That sauce is really good, though. Mm. Very tasty. These are very chewy. I'm not going to eat the other half of that. We got a lot more to get through. But I think doing half bites. So I started it because... I love music. I love the underground and I see a big um, difference in clicks in the the scene. And it used to not be that way. Um, like I mentioned, like even this year I brought in some other bands. I got some noise rock bands some punk bands. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to celebrate together. And I also want to draw attention from cities, you know, outside of here uh, and kind of put us on the spot, like, you know, make a little mark for us there. That makes a lot of sense. And it is really cool. Now, because I found out about, I remember the first year Descendants of Crumb happened and seeing the flyers and like looking at the bands and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I know who some of these bands are. And then the second year, it seemed like it expanded a bit more in terms of just it being like more people that I was aware of just because like I'm from one of those pockets that you speak of, you know what I mean? And then this year with the third year, it's like, oh, wow, I know a whole lot of these bands. It just seems like it's expanding and growing and like you're really opening up those doors to make it like a more um, inclusive environment for the heavy music scene as a whole. I feel like most genres are represented in one way, right. which is really cool. And it's hard to do that when you're starting out things too. Cause I don't know, it could have just been a thing where it's like, you know, you always start with who you know and who's reliable and things like that. Right. right? Well, the first year was also one day. Mm. So there were, there were 17 bands in one day. So there was less bands. And yeah, you're right. I did reach out to a lot of people that um, uh, my band has played with or bands that I've booked that come through. A lot of regional bands. And I tied them with, um, you know, local bands that would fit. Kind of like um, mixed it all up, though, so that you weren't always watching like a Doom, three Doom bands in a row, and then like, you know, three psych rock bands in a row, three, you uh-huh. know, aggressive metal. So just kind of really mix it up. But like adding more days on uh, lets me expand. Yeah. So expanding, let's move on to sauce number two, just to get through these. So tell the people, what are we eating? I don't even know how to pronounce this. Is it ahi? It is. Okay. Ahi, pineapple, pepper. It's from Allegheny City Farms. Shout outs to Tom Mata, Pittsburgh boy. Tom and Allegheny City Farms are the same people that make the Grey Walker hot sauce, which is not in the lineup today, but I will promote. Gray Walker does have a hot sauce. You probably already know that. But if you don't, we do. It's not in the lineup. Whatever. This is his ahi pineapple pepper. Side note, Gray Walker hot sauce. I've had it before. It's delicious. Thank you, Shy. I appreciate that. So with doing a festival now, it's your third year in. Obviously, you've seen some positive aspects of this because it's one thing to do it one year and be like, oh, let's try it again go for year two, but you got through year two and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to do year three. What were some of those positive things that really encouraged you to keep going to do year three of the festival? So uh, I think there are the two positive reasons 
uh, I think of first are the fans' reactions um, when they see these new bands that they've never heard of. You remember you said, I didn't know some of these bands. When you see the bands on these, uh, this lineup, they're all good. They're all great. Of course, I picked them all out. So, of course, <laughs> I'm going to say that. But they're all great. And they are unknown. And there's a reason why I'm doing that, too. Uh, but to see the, the reaction of new fans coming in, you know, they're there for a couple of the local bands or they're in one of the local bands that are playing. And they're like, wow, this is a tremendous band. And they become like number one fans. And then I start seeing them walk around Pittsburgh with a band shirt from, you know, someone in Richmond that they've never seen or heard before. But now they're going around, you know, and it's it spreads. It's contagious. Uh, the other part is the bands, uh, their reaction to the festival, being there, being a part of it. Uh, every, it's like a big community. You know, once you're done playing, you go out and you talk to the other bands and fans. And it's just like this really good group community feeling. Um, and that's the reason why I wanted to do it. Yeah. But there's a third reason. Uh, and that's because it needs to grow. And, you know, um, it will get better if. Uh, it consistently happens and people are looking for it and then they start knowing about it and they start spreading the word of Crom. Um, the word of Crom. <laughs> so, uh, and that's, so that's like a big, that's a big purpose. With doing these festivals, you know, I obviously, I know you handle most, if not every single aspect of it yourself. And I was curious if there are some people that you reach out with that help you with setting up any of this stuff or is it really like just on your shoulders? So the first year it was, it was all me. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing and I was afraid to try to delegate because I needed to be a part of every aspect as much as possible. And to actually, I don't know if you ever try to delegate something to people that they don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. It oh. takes more time for you to show them. Mm -hmm. um, so again, had to do everything the first year. Uh, but I actually love everything too that I'm doing. So it's not like, Oh, you know, you know, like it's a labor of love. It's, it's worth it. Totally. Um, but the second year, uh, I started bringing in friends to help with like merch and, uh, liaison for the bands and stuff oh, like sure. that. So, yeah. And they all did a great job. And then, um, this year I'm really bringing more people in to help me flyer and handbill. Cause I realize it's impossible for me to hit the whole Pittsburgh area. Um, so I have a lot of people on foot helping me and it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's part of the community too, right? Like that I do want to actually start bringing more people in and getting them involved as well. Yeah. The community part of it, it's more than just the day. It's a lot of the behind the scenes and making this thing work and getting people used to the idea of, oh, this is how we should be promoting every show. Right. I mean, obviously you want to, you know, push this hard because it's your, your baby in some ways. Right. But every show should get pushed this hard. Right. Why not? Right. You know, and if you introduce more people and like build up a street team of sorts and get people locked into that, get the community locked into understanding how it is to promote things and who they should talk to and where they should post things. That's just going to make the actual community better right? as a whole over versus it just being like, oh, you know, we went out of our way to make one day a year cooler for everybody. Right. It's like, why can't we make, you know, do this? So it's like a, every other week or monthly, you know, a realistic adult expectation not yeah. like every weekend but right. that'd be cool too if everybody chipped in it wouldn't be impossible certainly not short of bands and then last year we had a an after party Ooh. for the people that helped or the people that you know are supportive or whatever yeah. you know and uh just in the back of howlers we all got together i had like pin the goat on the donkey 
or pin the tail on the goat, <laughs> pin the horns on the goat. I forget oh, what. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we just yeah. made up yeah. games. We just made them all much doomier and it was, everybody just had fun and you know, that was my way of like, Hey, thanks. You know, yeah, that's fucking, awesome. we got a whole bunch of SPACs pizza uh-huh. and uh, beers and shots. And it was a great time. Which shout outs to SPACs. They did not, they're not sponsoring us. Shy has paid for these Satan wings that are in front of us, which thank you shy for supplying the wings today. Uh, but they are from SPAC brothers. So I guess a quick shout outs to them for, right. you know, being available for us non, uh, chicken eaters to, uh, you know, consume these sauces on something that, resembles some sort of a, a chewy fleshy texture chewy. speaking speaking of the sauces how are you feeling about these first two uh they're tasty they're yeah. tasty yeah you tingling at all no yeah okay i'm ready well, though are let's we, move forward then why don't you tell us what's next in the lineup here all right we've got the gnarly ghost wing sauce creamy style ghost pepper sauce brothers yeah shout outs to sauce brothers i guess i don't, I don't know much about them but uh, I do like this sauce. So let's, uh, That's enough. let's dig into this little nugget. That one has a little bit of a kick to it. It's super vinegary, though. It smells delicious. That was the one we were pouring. I was like, what is that? That's the vinegar. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I thought it, um, it's light and it has a kick. Yeah, we're getting a little hotter. Yeah, I feel like I like this this one a lot because it it's like a it's like a an adult Frank's Red Hot or something, you know? Okay, yeah. I think it has a better taste than that. Yeah. I really am not a fan of Red Hot or Tabasco, like the regular Tabasco yeah. that we all grew up with. Those, but two. those are like those like super heavy vinegary hot sauces, right? This one, I feel like they they did the vinegar, like the vinegar is doing it more favor than going against it yeah frank's was definitely my first like hot sauce that got me into liking hot sauces though for sure i would go uh back in my meat eating days it would have been the the buffalo chicken tenders at eaton park where what, okay where what uh what what turned your boy right here into a <laughs> spicy a spicy motherfucker i don't remember what turned me on to, i like peppers just eating peppers and yeah. then knowing that there was hot sauce and i was like i want more peppers <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, it was weird. It went, you know, I, I, I remember just going from like Frank's and I was always into Frank's and then, you know, eventually somebody turned me on to Sriracha and I, I, I laugh now at the times when I thought Sriracha was like such a hot, crazy thing to eat. Right. Because now I use it pretty much like ketchup at this point. I, a lot of people use Sriracha on everything. Yeah. And I'm more of a, like, I don't put hot sauce on my pizza. I put, like, red pepper flake or some kind of okay. flake on it. Yeah. But, like, when people put, like, hot sauce on everything, I feel like that kind of takes away from the food that you're eating altogether sometimes. It's like it's a, too much. It's like music. Hot sauce and music have this parallel where, like, it's fun to go extreme, but you can go too extreme. Like, you don't need to put blast beats on fucking everything. Right. Right. I Here and that. there, it's cool. Like, I'm sick. But the whole time, giving me a headache, bro. That's a that's a good antidote. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good antidote. Yeah. Listen, no bla- no blast beats, no hot sauce on pizza. We were talking about pizza, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll put a, I'll sprinkle <laughs> some blast beats on a piece of pizza. I'd eat. We've got to try that. Yeah. There's there's got to be Crust a physical core. way. Just kind of like <laughs> fold the pizza up, put it right into the drum, blast beat it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Or it's just, the hot sauce, people. It's the hot sauce. Or you just uh, you just grab the slice and yell at it really, really aggressively. Oh, we could do that too. Yeah, some like yeah, yeah. Why are you? Why are you pizza? Be heavier. Yeah, just like yell something really angry about the government at your pizza. And that's then, unfair to the pizza. But that's grindcore, right? Oh yeah, true. Or like it's either either yelling about the government <laughs> or like like some bad fart joke. It's one okay. of the those are the dynamics, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never really listened to the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to pick out. You got to yeah. read them, right? Yeah, You have to be really into it. <laughs> so let's move forward. So next up on the lineup here of hot sauces, what can you tell us about here? Pineapple, lemongrass, ginger. It's from Peplish Heat Provisions. Flavor, Peplish Provisions. Is that the name of it? Pineapple, Pe- lemongrass, ginger, just yeah. the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the ingredients. It's some artisanal bullshit out of Brooklyn, but it's good. That's all that matters really is. Yeah. It's good. Cheers or whatever Cheers. you say. School. Yeah. This one has a like a little back heat that'll sneak up on you. I like the initial taste of it, definitely. Mm-hmm. It does taste artisanal. It is. It's artisanal as fuck. Look, it has like a a, a drawing. Has a drawing of a of a of a of a like a, a leaf on it. That, a dr- that's the lemongrass. Yeah, and the ginger it has little little line drawings of the pineapple, the lemongrass, and the ginger. I got that actually. I brought that back from Brooklyn. I got it in Brooklyn. It was made in Brooklyn, and I brought it home. And now it's here in Pittsburgh, where you're having this in Pittsburgh. That's home amazing. Of Descendants of Crom. Yes. So. Yeah. Things from out of town. Hot sauces come from out of town sometimes and end up in your in your bellies, right? I have a band coming from Brooklyn. There you go. I was just going to ask. I might have more than one, actually. I was going to ask who's coming in from out of town to play on this. Uh, we have Sun Voyager specifically, and uh, I think Eternal Black is from Brooklyn. If not, like the, the general New York City area we got going on there. But we have, I mean, most of the people are coming from out of town. I only put a few locals on each day just to kind of sort of... Mm-hmm. You know, pepper it in and like the newer bands are usually the first openers just to, you know, open it up. But um, everybody on here is really coming in. Um, even our our one of the headliners Sunday night is Brown Angel, which is a local band, no, like a noise metal band. Uh, one of my favorite Pittsburgh metal bands. Um, they're local, but uh, the guitarist, Adam McGregor, is always around the world. Right now he's in India. And he's coming in for, you know, to visit family oh. and playing a gig, that type of thing. I bet he can bring some spicy stuff back for you from India. You should ask him. I should request this. Yeah. Yes. Like some crazy stuff. Yes. Why didn't I think of this? The, the spiciest thing I've ever had was a plate of Indian food. It was outside of Philadelphia at some place. It's just like a side of the road type of place where like we wanted Indian food. It was the closest one. And it was the hottest plate of food I've ever had in my life. I mean, authentic, I asked authentic. Yeah, it was killer. I don't remember what it was I ordered. It was just one of those things where I went in there and I was like, what's the hottest thing you have? And the guy kind of like laughed at me, you know, it was like, because it happens a lot mm-hmm. where I'll tell people I want a 10 or whatever. And like, they're like, are you sure you can't take it back? It's like, it's fine. It's fine. I get it all the time. Yeah. And most of the time it's fine. Like I eat it sometimes like, it, you know, it kicks my ass a little bit, but I can get through it. But I actually could not finish this plate of food. Because of the spikes. It was intense. Okay. Like, I, I'm pretty sure. How did you feel afterwards? 
I just, I mean, like I was laughing. Like I just thought okay. it was so hysterical that like finally somebody a plate, of, a plate of food kicked my ass. But uh, I haven't had it happen yet. I, uh, I mean, I took, it might, it might. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're only halfway through here, but I did take it. I did take leftovers to go, and I did finish it the next day. It wasn't See? like I abandoned it. See, that's that's. So I did finish it. It wasn't like I don't want this. I was like, this is fucking good, but I just literally can't eat anymore. That's I, commendable. I think that I'm on like, you know, the closest thing to being high off hot sauce or heat that you could possibly be. I was definitely there. Okay. Like room spinning type shit. Okay. Well, Adam, I'm going to send this to you. You have to watch it. Uh, bring us hot stuff from India, please. Please do. Fuck us up, fam. <laughs> <laughs> so out of all of them, granted, there's some hot sauces at the end of the lineup here that I haven't had before. Right. So I can't say, but the next sauce in the lineup, I would say, is probably one of the most unique hot sauces I've ever had in terms of its flavor. I love the illustration. It's very cute. It's the Angry Goat Pepper Company's Purple Hippo Hot Sauce. Prickly Pear and Scorpion. Yeah. It's a very, very good, very unique hot sauce. Really sticks out in the lineup of hot sauces. It it got a Scovia Award. It did. It's award winning. This is an so. award winning sauce you're about to munch on here. All right. So uh, let's... uh. Take a take a take a bite of this hair. I will say we pre-coated all of the wings prior. And this is one that I think could benefit more from being a little bit extra drippy. But how's the flavor for you? It's delicious. I can't. It's really peppery, like almost like black peppery. Mm. Do you taste that? I am tasting that as well. Almost like a jerk, jerky black mm-hmm. pepper taste. I like it. It's very tasty. This is a unique sauce in the lineup, as I had mentioned. So, in terms of the lineup for Descendants of Crom, if you can name one or two bands that you feel like really like stick out, kind of like off the wall, left field type of bands is there any like real weirdo shit on the lineup weirdo shit i mean um, one that comes to mind would be local boys night vapor because they're a little left field but not too much but you know they're they have their own thing for sure so uh we have uh john roman is the drummer of that band he's also the drummer of brown angel the band i mentioned okay. before so they both have he's that- a drummer of twenty five thousand bands yeah <laughs> shout outs to john he's a good dude uh, he is a very good dude and a very integral part of our scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, he, going back to his drumming style, he's into that, right? That noise, yeah, uh, metal noise, rock, uh, you know, math, math metal. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of the exact genres that 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 falls into, but it is. It's not your regular um, what you're expecting from any band. Um, and I really adore all of those bands. Uh, I just. Um, it's nice for the mix of change and sound. That's not something I listen to all of the time, but when I do, it's refreshing and it's heavy and it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's fun to get that mixture in because like, you know, sometimes like it's, if you have like, again, that's the whole reason why I like mixed bills, mixed genre lineups, because you don't want to hear the same thing over and over and over. It's just like, you get exhausted, you get tired. And also like, where's the fun in discovering something new if you go to a show with you know 30 bands for a weekend 
and they all sound the same and you like that kind of music, what are you really walking away with? Right. I mean, you might find a band or two that you like, but just that experience of like seeing something that's so outside the box. And I mean, there's been times when I've seen bands that are music that maybe I may not particularly care for that style of music typically, but a band is a gateway to it. And right. it's awesome to have that opportunity. Right. So the idea, um, when, and when I say heavy underground, um, I'm not going to say that every person's going to love every band, but there's such a crossover. And the thing that um, I really put behind my band decisions is their musicianship, their sound, um, that when you watch this band, even if it's your, not your style, you can't say, well, they're not good at it. Totally. You know, yeah. so, uh, and that's kind of why I mash it up and I have a role uh, that some bands aren't very happy about that I won't, and I know this is the third year, but on the second year, um, I had great bands that wanted to play a second year in a row and I will not do back-to-back mm. bands. I do have a couple bands from the first year coming back. I have a Solace from New Jersey coming back. I have Valkyrie from, I think they're like the Richmond area. Uh, they performed beautifully the first year. Uh those were two of the bands that everybody was like, wow, like, yeah. who are they? Where, where did you get these people? You know, and these guys have been around forever, but they're coming back. Like they've, they've taken their breaks and stuff and they're all coming back into uh, the community. So uh, it's about the sound being mixed up for sure. But like, if you like one of these bands, you're probably going to at least like most of the bands each day. Sure. So that's a big point of it. Did I? Did I answer your question? What did you ask me? I was asking you about a st- like a standout band okay. in the lineup. So, um, just a- in terms of being like very like left field. So, ASG. I'm gonna say. Are you familiar with ASG? I know the name, but I I don't know okay. their music. So, a lot of people were like, "Wow, you booked ASG." But they're the headliner on Saturday night. Um, it's because it is like a lot more more upbeat, happy, uh, more punk than. Yeah shy would ever pick uh that you know just <laughs> just how it is and then the same for uh local band submachine and killer of sheep yeah they're just really not bands that i would that people would expect me to pick uh based on whatever i listen to or the type of theme of the you know but they're still underground they're still heavy and they're good so they hit the criteria and it mixes it up for people that you know uh the, the musicians in those bands, uh, the local ones, people know from around here. So that helps bring more people in, but it also keeps it interesting. Um, every band is out there on this. Yeah, I gotcha. uh, if you went to like, a, you, you know, someone who just listens to like, say, radio metal. Yeah. All of these bands are going to be out there for you. But uh, it's healthy. It's a healthy dose of something new for you. Absolutely. I agree. And I also like the concept of not, booking the same bands back to back yeah just because it's it defeats the purpose of everything you know i mean if a band had a really good time and they want to come back cool bring them back but bring them back on their own show because now maybe they have a fan base they might be able to draw some people on like a weird weeknight or something it wouldn't be impossible you know right come back for not a festival come back actually build a thing and be part of this like permanent community versus this one day or one weekend a year community. Right. Right. Yeah. And the locals, it's, it's good because there's enough locals to go around. So you're mixing it up. But like for the other bands, I notice a lot of festivals have the same bands coming back and back. And I won't keep going to that festival. If I just saw them last year, if that's like going to be a rarity for me, I'll go to a different festival. that's having different bands. Yeah. Not all festivals do that, but a lot of them, you know, the smaller uh, underground community, they become friends with people and they just, you yeah, stick with we'll what you know. Back. Yeah. yeah, you stick with what you know. Yeah. And uh, it makes sense. So 
moving forward on this hot sauce game, tell the people what's about to happen. Ah, uh, this is this sounds harsh. <laughs> <laughs> XXX, um, that means a few things. Ghost pepper mash, 30 ghost peppers per bottle. This is by Dawson's. Yes. I'm scared. Why is this next? (laughs) (laughs) Because I've had this one, but after this point, all of the hot sauces, neither of us have had before. Okay. So I I couldn't mark them, but in terms of heat on the lineup of stuff that I, that I know, that's definitely the hottest. All right. Now you're going to ask me the hardest question or something. No, no, Mm. we're just going to have this and we're going to eat it. (laughs) Cheers. It's the aftermath. How are you feeling? Good so far. I was just trying to chew it and get it down. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, the chewy seitan really gives you some extra time to really interact with the sauce. Yeah, we're not. Your gums this is, this is actually harder parts. than I, I would imagine for chicken. Yeah. Where you just chew it and you swallow it. Like we're really taking in these sauces. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good for the flavor, but um, the, my mouth's getting warm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's getting warm. It's getting warm. Uh, but I love the flavor on this. Again, like 30 ghost peppers, but I still taste other things in this. It's, uh, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good sauce. They have, uh, there's a, another hot sauce that the same company makes it. I ran out of the bottle, but it was a Szechuan peppercorn hot sauce okay it was fucking awesome but it doesn't exist anymore they're another i believe they're another brooklyn based hot sauce place i think i'm gonna buy this they still Uh, make it yeah you could probably get that i'm sure it's delicious go on the internet go on to plug them though i think there's a website Uh, where is it you're setting me up and i'm not ready there isn't a website on the back of that do 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 oh yeah dawson Dawson's hot sauce.com. Wow. Simple. <laughs> Go figure. I could have just made it up and it would have been right. <laughs> so speaking of finding things on the internet, if people want to find out more about descendants of crom, where could people go? I have a website. It's descendants of crom.com. Just as simple as Dawson's hot sauce.com. It is. It is nice setup. Did you mean that? No, <laughs> I'm really winging it. No pun intended. Ah, ah. <laughs> and then there. <laughs> And then there's a Facebook page, just a page like, you know, hey, this is a festival. It's an ongoing page. Go like it. Um, spread the word. And then we have event pages. So we have um, one f- for like the two day event and then one for the pre-fest specifically separate. Uh, so you can go there. I mean, if you just Google it, Descendants of Crom, it's an original name. Uh, Please don't go to Cromfest or other things because you'll probably find <laughs> okay. something else. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Descendants of Crom, you'll find it. It's out there. Um, you know, I'm good with the uh, tagging and the SEO and stuff like uh-huh. that. <laughs> yeah. All the nerdy stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, the tickets are available on brown paper tickets. But like, even if you just Google it, it's there. It's on the event site. It's on the event page. It's, it's not hard to it's find on a people. website. Yeah. It's not hard to find. You can people. find it. Yeah. So in, um, you save a chunk of cash if you get it early. Yeah. Uh, so if you get your tickets early, you'll save money. Yeah. 
and uh, you'll help me know how many things to order for merch yeah, if you order helps. ahead. People that don't helps. understand that. They're like, eh, I don't know, or I'll just get a day of. I'll pay the extra five bucks each day or whatever. But it helps me if I know uh, to expect, you know, 50 people or 7,000. Yeah. You know, because that's the range. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's pretty much any show these days. So moving on to the next batch of three hot sauces there's four left in the lineup but the next three shy brought and they are all heavy metal themed hot sauces from bands that maybe one day might play a descendants of crom if things go according to plan i would be very good with that <laughs> and if you like any of these three bands you'd probably like yeah. enjoy descendants of crom so that's yeah. a good way to go um I've not had these either. Yeah, uh, these are all so new to us. We just pulled the plastic off of them, but we thought it'd be fun to put, um, say, a little goat whore in our mouth. <laughs> Blood for the Master is this hot sauce, and this is by. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Big Daddy Devils? Chevitz. I can't read it. It's we'll, a terrible font. Let's go with. Let's go with Big Daddy's. It's Big Daddy's stuff. Yeah, just go with Big Daddy's. That's fine. And that's the next three. They they all have Big Daddy's. So. Yeah, Big Daddy Devils is probably the the full the full acronym. Right. I would guess. Cheers. Cheers. Goat whore. It's good. It's it tastes, tasty. It tastes more like an A1, like it's like a steak sauce or something. It does have, yeah. It has that A1 sauce flavor. Well, is this blood for the master? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's tasty. Now, is that's it hot? One, that's one lucky master. I can tell you that. Excuse me. I'm I'm now from the last one. I got a little drippage. Um. I feel like I'm getting a little heat afterwards, but not, not much. it's not much. It probably could have been earlier in the lineup. That's I think okay. I think it's still coming from here. It's okay to take a break. Scale it back a bit. Not a problem. By the way, these little bits here were on the first mildest sauces just because I didn't want to get too full. I'm not cheating. Oh yeah, no. These are these are some these are some hefty chunks. Yeah. I'm are, just eating all of them because I'm a garbage disposal. Yeah. Usually on these things, people are like Take uh-huh. a little bite and they put yeah. it down. Sissies. You got to go all in. Yeah. So, With bands not playing the festival, such as Goat Whore, who are not on <laughs> this year's Descendants of Crom. Sadly, they are not. Another band that's not on this year's Descendants of Crom is your band. Right. And we kind of discussed why, because you played last year, right? Well, or did you not play? Did you only play the first year? Did you play at all? We did you play last year. We did play the second year yeah. and uh, we didn't play the first year because I didn't want it to be uh, selfish or anything like that. But really, it was my first festival. I had a lot going on. I didn't want to have to perform that night and put that factor into it. But I really didn't want it to be about me yeah. the first year uh, or any of the years. It's not about me. But the second year, it was my guys. They were like, <laughs> you know they were there Come the fuck on. they were the first they were there for the first year and they're like and i, I, I couldn't say no to them on the second year and i had so much fun um and i think that you're allowed to like reap the benefits of what you build well that's yeah that's all fine and i my favorite thing to do is perform like it's i will do it anytime anywhere any place uh-huh. so um i can handle it if i need to but i really wanted it to be 
about other things. I wanted to be able to focus on everything. And it's the festival. Like I have to be available, uh, especially that first year. I didn't have anyone there. And no, I would never even break that rule for my own band. No, we don't get to play this year. Yeah. You know, it's just just how it is. Yeah. It can is somebody that has helped run a festival type thing and also played it. I understand that. It's like, fuck, I would rather be doing one or the other. Doing both right. of these If you're on sucks. stage and somebody needs something somewhere, they have to wait till you get off a stage or figure it out and maybe screw something up along the way, you know? Yeah. So. It's so hard to, it just in general as a performer, like even like shows that I'm setting up, even if it's not a festival, just like a, a three band bill, I get super stressed out. Right. There's a lot going on and you're in charge of it. You have to, you're, you're the one that has to make sure everything, uh-huh. uh, you know, everybody has change for things or just simple things that a lot of people don't know that's going on behind the scene. You know, um, someone, you know, broke something, you have to replace the, you know, somebody needs an amp or somebody needs this guitar, you know, like you, these things don't always happen, but when they do, you're the person that has to get it all together. And so. Yeah. I'm like, I'd say almost like any, even shows that I don't set up at this point. Now, a lot of the times if we're playing locally, if something goes wrong, somebody usually asks me for help anyways, mm-hmm. which is fine. No, no beef with anybody out there. But a lot of the times, like I can't count how many times I've got roped into like running sound. It shows, right. or, you know, watching somebody's merch booth and all that. It's all fine. Like glad to help. But it's almost like or like the thing that I probably like the most about playing shows out of town is that nobody asks me to do shit but play, <laughs> which is tight. I mean, well, sometimes I set our, us up for shows out of town. Uh-huh. I'm actually the promoter uh, for okay. it. You've done but, that, but I understand like, what you're saying. Yeah. When somebody else does it for you, you're like, oh, I just, yeah. I just get to show up and do my thing. Yeah, even <laughs> it's if nice. Like, even if like you know we're just hopping on some show and it's like okay, well we're playing first or whatever. It's like I don't give a shit. I can just sit around for an hour and a half before we play and actually like relax. Yeah, I agree. Wow. I agree. It like puts me in a totally not, different mindset. Not everybody understands that. So like, you know, not everybody in your band understands that. Yeah. So it, it, it is a different world for the people that are, you know, moving all the parts, so to speak. Different things work for different people. I do have to mention that, um, Cativo, I have two sound people for each stage. So there's a stage upstairs, a stage downstairs, and one band will play a couple minutes. The next band plays downstairs. So I have, uh, a sound engineer on each floor. Yeah. Um, so they're helping with mics and getting lines and everything. And then I have a stage manager on each floor. Um, do you know Justin Gizzy? I'm sure yeah. you do. And then this year is Matt Shore. Okay. And in the past, I've used uh, Justin Lober as a second person. Um, yeah, these guys help me too. Like that's a big help. Every year I've had them help me. Uh, so I didn't mean to say I do everything on my own, but up until the day, you know, I do have somebody at the door to help, you know, like I'm not running around doing everything physically, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have those guys and like having that part taken care of is a huge part of the stress. So yeah, it helps just to have those, those extra hands day of for right. sure. Right. And these, these are guys that know equipment, they know people, they know bands, they know how everything works, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they have a great of patience hell so. yeah shout outs to them good people teamwork makes the dream work hot sauce let's move on so this is a band i think i've heard of high on fire yeah i've heard of them yeah they're um popular th- they would be awesome on descendants chrono too <laughs> that's why you have to keep growing things right uh-huh, exactly goals yeah. so uh this is by big daddy's something and it's just high on fire hot sauce there's no cute name or anything 
I don't see one, but I just inhaled some of it. And that was, uh, I tried to take a whiff too. Nothing. They didn't come. No, they didn't come with a cute little worship your devil, kill your mother name. I guess they're not really that type of band, huh? Yeah, whatever. Let's do it. Chewing, chewing, chewing. Mm-hmm. Again, this is also surprisingly mild. Very tasty. It's good. There's like so many fucking pepper flakes in that bottle. Mm-hmm. I was definitely expecting something a little bit more. Yeah. Milder pepper flakes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, maybe the bands do that for a reason. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not everybody wants the spiciest sauce, but like, I feel like if you're very metal, your stuff should be very spicy. I mean, that, that that's the, the cliche, I suppose, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe it's hot to them. Yeah. Maybe they're not that high on fire. <laughs> it's all it's all a sham. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Somebody tweet them. We're going to find out the fuck's going on. But uh, yeah, that's a good sauce. I have no. The flavor's delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could really pour this on stuff, though. You could. You could douse something with this and live with it, though. Yeah, I would. I would make sure you weren't looking, and then put it on a slice of pizza, for sure. I'd be so upset. No, I would still <laughs> eat it. Um, One thing, it's it's very comparable to the goat horror. Yeah, and, both and flavor of, and everything. Yeah, I mean they are both made by Big Daddy, so and they both had that like I'm seeing kind a style. of a one. Yeah, type of flavor. Not as much on the high on fire right, for sure, I agree but that. definitely the goat horror. These are both really good. I'm really excited to try the next one, which we'll get to. But real quick, oh, crap, I had a question. I forgot it. Fuck it. Let's move on. To the right. high. Maybe I'll remember it in the meantime. <laughs> We've got I Hate God, or it just says E-H-G, but we get it, right? Um, right? We all know. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom didn't chill now, but you know, you're welcome, mom. I Hate God. In the name of human suffering... Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me. Can I do this better? Yeah, yeah. In the name of human suffering. Tight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was my first time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Same thing. Big daddies. Let's see if it's any spicier than the other two. Yeah. I'm very curious. Um. Whorehound gets to open for I Hate God in Youngstown on September second. Any of you Youngstownians are close to that? I saw that. We're excited. And there's some other good bands on the bill. Uh, one of my favorite, two of my favorite Ohio bands are playing, Pillars and um, uh, Inhaler, mm. uh, which is on my label, Black Seed Records, Inhaler is. Um, so come out to that if you can. I'm just going to keep plugging away. Yeah, do it. That's why you're here. Shout outs. You said Westside Bull? Mm-hmm. Shout outs to your boy, Nate. That dude is an angel. Nate O is awesome. I'm just going to chew in your ear now because this is just taking too long. <laughs> you see, he was looking for a venue and he found a bowling alley, made that a venue. It is brilliantly awesome. He has activities going every day. Bands are his, you know, first and foremost baby, but then you know, there's the bowling alley. Really just generous guy. Yeah. I've never... There's I there's not many places I can play or I could, I could say that I've played in my lifetime where like the owner and the staff and everyone has been so fucking cool 
and just easy to work with in that ha- place. And they have a love for Genesee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You could fuck up some Jennies there, boy. <laughs> Woo! I tell you what. And pizza. Pizza, yeah, they have yeah, they've got pizza there too. They got some Grey Walker hot sauce there now too. So can I mention that I've not had the pizza there? The pizza's great. I'm gonna have to try that. Next time you're there, try I, it. And you know where else the right pizza's fucking I good? God. Cativo. Cativo's pizza. Okay. Most so. underrated pizza in Pittsburgh, good in my point, opinion. Good point for anybody who's not been to Cativo before that would be coming to this festival. They have good food, but their pizza is the best pizza. Uh I'm gonna say in all of Lawrenceville, the area there. Oh, yeah. Which is like there's a lot of good food in Lawrenceville. So that's, uh, I say it's the best because I like the the thick crust, yeah. the doughy crust. That's like my yeah. thing. And um, Frank, who makes most of them, uh, he's the owner. He's Italian. Yeah, it, yeah. Like he has it's, his own it's recipe. It's really good. Easily the most underrated pizza in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Hands down. Yes. Hands fucking down. I, uh, I was actually, I did a poll about a year ago where I had everybody list me. They're like, favorite pizza places and least favorite and i made a chart i had like hundreds of entries i like (laughs) entered all this stuff in and i was just like like taking votes and like you know which ones were the most liked and which ones were the most hated which coincidentally are the same shops oh really yeah like fiori's vincent's as much like people love those shops and people hate those shops right but not one fucking person said anything about cativo and i'm like it's the most underrated shop in the city because it's better than almost any other pizza i've had around here right and there's a lot of great pizza shops don't get me wrong but that cativo can really hold its own yeah when it when it comes to just like the pizza yeah it's that cool. has all great qualities not like so there's flatbread pizzas and there's you know whatever different things that it's are no, going it's on nothing there's fancy. a lot of artisanal it's just stuff a fucking going on slice of pizza yeah it's so good hell yeah yes so yeah if you're going to descendants of crom be sure to eat you know descendants of a uh, nom if you will oh right? nice nice yeah, yeah. got it <laughs> So, uh, wrapping up the lineup here and the conversation shortly enough, you know, cause we got one more, we got one more wing. We've talked about the festival. We've, you know, pretty much promoted everything we need to do here. I should mention that we have our own beer this year. What the fuck? I knew this. North country, North country brewing. Yeah. Words so right out of my mouth. They, fuck. they, uh, they put a, something you could drink all day long. They call it a doom style. Helles Lager, so it's a German style beer, uh, but it's um, has the Descendants of Crom artwork on it, which is my artwork, so that excites me greatly. Um, and they call it Doom or Death. So nice, Doom or Death. Hell yeah! <laughs> and that'll be available on draft at the um, festival, or cans, or what are they doing? So it'll be available in cans and draft throughout the city at different locations, uh, mainly places I frequent, uh, which would be metal bars or places that have metal, you know, bands playing. Um, but it will be at the festival, definitely in can style. I forget if they bought okay. draft too, but I it'll be you. there. Uh, and both will exist. Uh, we're going to have it at Ruggers. Uh, the Smiling Moose is carrying it. Howlers for the pre-fest. Are they, um, when is the beer releasing before the festival comes out? Just shortly before, we're going to have, uh, I think it's September, oh, I'm stuck, 11th okay. or 14th. It's like that Saturday around there. Uh, we're doing at the Smiling Moose. We're going to have a kind of like a little spinning some Descendants of Crom type of music and then having the beer there. Uh, we were going to do it at Ruggers at a previous date, but the beer got pushed back. So we're going to try to still work that out with them. Uh, to have a similar night there just to like, you know, Great. Yeah. get people excited about it, give out swag. 
That yeah, it's a great stuff. way to promote the festival too. I mean, there's metal people and that hang out at those places. I just said, get out swag. <laughs> I'm not giving out swag. <laughs> is there, <laughs> is there even swag left? Do they still make that or is it just all medical grade stuff now? Oh, I'm sure somebody makes it. Yeah. I'm sure it's somebody's eating. Somebody's smoking seeds somewhere. Uh-huh. All right. Last one. Last one. So this so is, you know this one's hot? I'm, that, ass, I'm assuming it is because it's a Carolina Reaper sauce. Yeah. Um, you want to tell the people what this is? Author Wayne Hot Sauce. A Carolina Reaper Habba. Habba Dime Sauce. That's how it's written. I'm sorry. Yeah. And again, we see the, uh, you know, pornography on there. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I have not had this. We opened it today. And we'll see how it goes. I just swallowed way too big a piece of steak. You okay? I'm fine. That was just a lot. Okay, that's fine. It's spicier than we've had, I think. Yeah. I think this is the spiciest one. It's growing a little now. Yeah. Are you okay? I think it's very, oh, I'm fine. I know you just swallowed that no, big chunk. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I have a little, 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 little booger. Yeah, get that. Wipe that away real quick. And uh, yeah, I think it's very obvious that you have been diving into your sauces. Both of us are pretty chill. There's been some pretty hot stuff over here. I have a sauce over on the table that I'm convinced is hotter than any of these ones that we've had. Should we do it? You want to do it? Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to go get the sauce. I'm going to grab a couple wings. And while I'm doing that, just to kill some time, if anybody's curious, why don't you tell people where they can find your band? My band? Um, or your band's bands musical endeavors? Uh, we'll just go with the the one everybody, <laughs> everybody should know um, is Whorehound. Uh, I'm a member of a band called Whorehound. We're from Pittsburgh. Uh, doom, doom style, post doom, sludgy, heavy, thick. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find our band camp. It's pro-sludge.com. Um, oh, I thought you were giving me two pieces. I was like, ah. Um, check us out. Uh, we rock. We rock. Confirmed. They are a good band. They are a good live band. Thank you. Thank you for saying so. Yeah. Are you going to do the honors here? Yeah. What I'll do is. I want this to be fair. Okay. I gave you the intentionally smaller piece because I know you got a lot to. But now you're pouring way more. <laughs> Listen, I feel like we should. He's not messing around. We should try to fuck ourselves up just a little bit for the sake of anybody that's still watching this 51 minutes into the conversation, right? Ooh. All right. If you want to, if you want, if you if you want to, if you want to be on some real shit, do this uh, sauce side down on the tongue. Chew what we, away. What are we eating? Oh, sorry. This is uh, Allegheny City Farms. Shout outs to Tom Mata, the Harvest Edition Pittsburgh style, which is still to this date my favorite hot sauce. Okay. And I think it's the the hottest all natural hot sauce I've ever had in my life. All right. I'm intimidated, and he just like there's a there's a good amount on there. Yeah. Do it up.
definitely hot. Yeah. But it's still delicious. It is really good. Can I check that out? Oh, absolutely. Um, my cheeks are starting to sweat <laughs> just ever so slightly. And I think, I feel like it's growing. Oh, it's hot. Yeah. It's delicious. So <laughs> yeah, my ears are burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was the sauce that, um, so when we were talking about making the hot sauce for gray Walker, Evan was like, yeah, I went to high school with a dude makes hot sauce. He's going to bring some stuff over. He's interested in doing a hot sauce for us. I'm like, whatever. I was like, what can you feel it? I'm yeah, feeling it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? I was like, whatever. This was the first sauce I had that this dude made. I was like, yeah, he can make a hot sauce for us easily. Nice. I want him. I can, can I get our whorehound on that? Yeah. Hit him up. Tom Lotta. It's not a hard dude to get a hold of. But uh, yeah. That's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So one last time, Descendants of Crom, shout out all the promo stuff. Let people know where they can, uh, where where people should go to get tickets right now and all that stuff. The easiest place is DescendantsofCrom.com. Go to the tickets link. It's there. Um, and if you're not sure of the schedule or whatever on the venue page, you can see the schedule so you know which bands you want to get. Again, I recommend the whole weekend. Um we have single day passes, uh, multiple day passes, three day passes, uh, brown paper tickets, go to Facebook. You know, you guys know how to uh, finagle the internet at this point. Um, we really want to see you there. Yes. I will do my best to be there. The only thing that's going to stop me from being there is if I am somehow booked on a show out of town. But. Just don't do be. that. Just don't do that. I shouldn't be. It's actually, that's the weekend <laughs> before we leave for Disney World. So I don't think I'm going anywhere. I'll probably be here chilling. All right. Getting ready for the mouse. All right. Well, yeah. you should get ready for some, some heavy underground. <laughs> it's like Disneyland for. <laughs> for the doomsters and the thrashers and the, you know, the psych rockers, you know, it's, it's their Disneyland. Hell yeah. That's the best way to wrap this conversation up. And that's all folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time. Shy Kennedy descends a crumb. Go to the show. I'll be back again in a, you know, whatever, in a couple days, another conversation, talking to somebody else, eating a lot less food. You know the drill. <laughs> My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>